Hey everybody, this is Jessica Parker. I am a holistic health coach with a master's in health psychology and I'm a fitness instructor. And this is episode 14 of Vibrant Life where we kind of nerd out on all things health related. Today, we're actually going to be talking to Joni Wilkinson who is the founder of One's Purpose. And she runs an organization in Oregon that is dedicated to spreading awareness and education, having to do with sex trafficking in Oregon, but really like throughout the United States, um, just really targeting Oregon, of course. And we're gonna learn a lot more from her today. Um, and the reason I'm having this on here is because I think it is such a huge, huge, huge topic that we all need to be well aware of, especially us parents. Okay, so today I have the honor and privilege of bringing Joni Wilkinson on for this podcast so that you all can hear more about One's Purpose. And real quick, I want to mention how we met. Um, I was hearing a lot about sex trafficking, as I think a lot of people do here and there in the news, on social media, and had this thing growing in my heart that I wanted to do something more. But I think a lot of people can relate when I say I had no idea what that might be or how that would happen or what I could do. And so I was in my office working and was taking a break and heard a song about trafficking and uh, was crying and praying about it. And then just kind of had that moment where you stop and you say, I'm right here. I have no idea what it would look like, but I want to do something. And the very next day I went to an event at our state capitol in Oregon and had nothing to do with sex trafficking, but somebody was there representing one's purpose. And anyway, I just felt like it was divine intervention. So I went and introduced myself and that's how we met. That's how, and so it's been a really awesome journey. I learned so much, met some incredible people. And um, I just want to be able to share these opportunities with other people because there really are a lot of ways that, that people can get involved. So. Joni, welcome. Thank you Thank for joining you. me. So let's just dive right in. Can you share with us what one purpose is? One's purpose is. Yes, one's purpose is here to shine light on sex trafficking. We spread awareness. Uh, do education in and throughout the community on social media. We help. Um, provide resources and help meet the needs of victims um, that are still caught up in sex trafficking. We work with survivors through relationship and mentorship with the end goal of reintegration back into the communities. And our heart is to empower the survivors and to remind them that they are not victims, but victorious. Yes. They have come a mighty long way. So. Just got to keep that in the forefront because we can all, <laughs> all veer. So, yeah, Amen. Awesome. So, um, I love the story of how the name came about. Can you share that, please? Yes. So, probably four and a half, five years ago, somewhere in there, um, I was journaling, spending time with God, and the name One's Purpose came about. And I'm like, that's just kind of a random name, but. Okay, and then uh, I would say things, um, I do Bible studies and things like that or around my friends, and I would always, you know, post on social media too to remind people that they were born on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose, 
And I would say things like, well, you need to get it together. And when I'm saying this, I'm saying it to myself too. So, <laughs> you know, and then I would also say like receive because you want to receive the good and then rebuke the bad. So somebody just threw it out there and said, hey, you should put those on t-shirts. And I was like, okay, so I have this name, I have these shirts. Okay, let's make this and I can use the website for this. And then um thought, okay, that's great. Started posting blogs and just, you know, random things. And then I went through a few things in life and was like, oh, okay, I have this website now where I can use it to, you know, educate more people on sex trafficking. And it was domestic violence too at the time. And why aren't more people talking about this? So I was like, okay, God, I get it. We all have a purpose. We all were, you know, have gifts and talents. And if each one of us can come together and, you know, use those things for a greater purpose, then mighty things can happen. So that's a short version Absolutely. where that name came from. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it. Super cool. So that leads right into like, why did you feel led to even start it? Yes. So shortly after the name and the shirts, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I um, had known a man, met a man, and uh, he got to know me and a lot about me, a lot about my daughter, how her father's not in the picture, and um, that I was a single mom, you know, listened to my story and sought out the vulnerabilities while well, he began to come around and he was, you know, Mr. Wonderful. He was great. He would detail my car, clean out my garage, take us um, to dinner, bought my daughter a dog, um, you know, just charming and wonderful. And um, so one night, I mean, he would even go to, he went just on a conference call to a school meeting with us one time and the entire school, the staff, the principal, the counselor and the teacher totally loved him. So again, Mr. Wonderful. And uh, one night, <laughs> thankfully, he was arrested on his way to my house. And I'm thinking, arrested for what? Like you, you know, he's calling me and calling me and calling me and saying, um, I, I got pulled over for a traffic violation. They're detaining me and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, for a traffic violation? They're detaining you? Like what in the world is going on? Um, and that is when I learned of his dark, disturbing past of trafficking children. So he was grooming, manipulating, and positioning me to gain access to my daughter. And I remember one time we even went out to lunch and we're sitting there having lunch, having a good conversation. He says, excuse me, I'll be right back. And I'm like, okay. So he goes down the street, comes back to big bags full of clothes and for my daughter, not me. And I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. And mind you, through all this, you know, we were friends. And then he would tell people that I was his wife. And I would be like, wait, what is what? I'm your wife? I, I thought, how do we go from <laughs> friends to wife? Like, what just happened? And he would, he would just say these things that he would say them, but then the conversation would change. And it was very, it was very subtle. And it was very like, oh, okay. It was just very off and different. So that day he shows the clothes to my daughter or gives the clothes to my daughter. And then we go up to pay. I am paying for lunch. And my daughter was like, well, 
why aren't you paying? Like you, you, what do you even do? Like, you know, you got the splashy watch and you're dressed nice, but what do you do? Well, behind my back, I'm paying for lunch and he is showing my daughter a lot of cash. Like, oh, hey, I want to make this money too. So looking back now, (laughs) there were a lot of red flags and a lot of things that, you know, I was just naive and I didn't know. I thought, you know, everybody loves a, a giving, charming man who opens the door, sits on the outside, you know, just kind of took charge and was the protector. But like I said, as soon as I learned um, of his past, I started connecting the dots. I started doing research and I'm thinking, wait, what? This is, this is trafficking. What does that even mean? Like that doesn't, I mean, this was me saying, this doesn't happen here. This doesn't happen in, you know, my community. This, this happens overseas, not here. Okay, well, I was so, so wrong. I began doing research on grooming, manipulation, trafficking, brainwashing, everything like that to be like, okay, what is going on? Why are people talking about this? Like, this is a thing that's happening right here. And to our children, we don't, yes, 18 and over get trafficked too. But what really lit my fire was how dare you come for my daughter? That's disgusting and disturbing. And you know, uh, found out trafficking children and not just Oregon, but other states as well. So it, I mean, over 10 years, that's a problem. And uh, there was no way I would, knowing that, that I would have somebody like that around. Are you kidding me? So again, the moment I found out I was just sick, distraught, and I'm like, oh my gosh, people have to know. So I started using social media and my website and just blasting it out there. And like, you need to hear about this. Why isn't anybody talking about this? Like I said, I even went back to my daughter's school and I said, hey, do you remember this conference call that we had? And this guy was on the line. Did you know that he's a level three sex offender and been trafficking children for years? (laughs) What? Oh no. Okay, well, we need to talk about it. Parents need to know, children need to know. And I was adamant and I wouldn't give up. Nobody wanted to believe me. Nobody wanted to hear me because this was probably four and a half years ago. Um, But now, thankfully, (laughs) more light and more exposure is happening and people are becoming more aware and educated. So I'm just grateful to, like I said, I would never, nothing happened. I was never trafficked. My daughter was never trafficked. Thankfully, he was arrested. But that's when I'm like, heck no, God did not allow that allow me, allow us to come that close to remain silent. Like there's a reason behind this. So yes, I just, like I said, started blasting it out. And then people, and this even (laughs) people in other states started reaching out to me and saying, hey, and telling me their story that they haven't even told their family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, what? This is, this is so much bigger than me. I need to get out of my own way and let it out. So that's, that's my story in the short well, version. It's a super powerful story. And I just, I agree. Like you can't, that didn't happen like just for it to fall flat. And there are so many people that are struggling in terms of, you know, they don't know how to get help. And then there are, on the other hand, people like me who don't know how to help. And so it's a great opportunity um, to bring everything together. I think it's awesome. And you said a few things, which I think are really important, like 
the whole, there's kind of a stereotypical belief like, oh, that happens to other people or overseas or in the movies. And, you know, what really started like making me pay more attention was hearing statistics about like Oregon and how Oregon, like a lot of it happens in, or I mean, it happens all over the US and of course the world, but I didn't realize how bad it was, you know? And then um, how we all think that there's like this just, cookie cutter way that it happens, you know, and it's like the kids that run away and, you know, and not of all the survivors that I've met, not one of them has been a runaway. So we just have to like definitely blast through those preconceived ideas because we could be missing a lot for sure in terms of all that and who we could possibly help. So I've learned so much, so much. And um, especially through the trainings that you provide, um, which you can chat on that in a second, but I would love for you to go into like, what would you say the most pressing issue is like today in terms of, you know, parents, especially like what we need to look for and things like that. Right. And I do want to say, cause this kind of blew my mind in the beginning of me doing my research that there are more strip clubs in Oregon than there are in Vegas. Yes. So, you know, that's disturbing. And I mean, you said it exactly like there's no cookie cutter way, you know, no, um, no situation happens the same and nobody is exempt. It can happen to anybody. Like my parents are still married. I come from a good home, but it is, it doesn't discriminate. It's any and everybody. And it, it can happen so subtly too. Brings me to the whole online that's where we need to kind of focus on is, is everything is online now. Our kids are on there doing school. Well, yeah. then there's, you know, apps are so wonderful and so great when they're used appropriately. So to check the weather, driving directions, music, look up something, social media, yeah. <laughs> you know, those things can be used for good. <laughs> and that's why I was pumping out this information. But also, with anything, it can be used for bad too. So think about it like this. If you or your children have an app and there's a way to message people, that right there is an open door for predators. Just slide right in there and say, hey, um, you know, think about too, teenagers post a lot of things online too. Like, oh, my parents don't understand. I'm going through a hard time. And that's another way that a trafficker can just come on in and message and say, oh, hey, you're so beautiful. You're so handsome. You're so special. Um, oh, I'm sorry that you're going through this. What about this? You know, and offer ways to make more money and I could get your hair, your nails done, take you to the nicest hotel, you know, all of that. And, you know, they will spend, <laughs> I'm a witness to this one, they will spend time getting to know you befriending you and building that trust and that relationship and this is so disgusting they can look at somebody they can look at their victim and know how much money they can make them and how long that they can work for them before they will discard them so they don't mind taking time to learn the latest music the latest trends the latest um you know content creators creating dance moves or anything like that they they will learn it and they will target our children, the vulnerable on there. Um, and also just by befriending, that's how the grooming process begins. It's not that whole, I'm going to come and grab you type thing, you know, from, from the corner, but that does happen. Yes. But it is, you know, social media. I just posted something on um, 
One's Purpose page today about a mom who went undercover as an 11 year old girl. And within, I can't remember, some short amount of time, um, the kind of comments and the kind of things that came in this 11 year old's inbox was just absolutely, absolutely disturbing. And then they take it to, you know, after they build that relationship with you, well, hey, why don't you send me a picture of your teddy bear? Or why don't you send me a picture of your toes? Or why don't you send me a picture of your knee? And then it goes to, oh, well, hey, what about, you know, and then they take it from there. And then um, there's also so much on social media, but only fans, a lot of teens, and children like make it a goal to be on OnlyFans, which is a website um, full of sexual content um, by the time they're 18. So they're on here because they want to make money and they want to move out. And so they're the content creator. So they have control, right? So they have to prove, they have to prove who they are. And then they're posting this online and you can pay a subscription Per month. Well, this person over here can hide behind whoever they want to be, but they are paying so they feel like they own you. And then also with apps, there is um, location settings. So if you don't send the photo or if you don't, you know, do what they're wanting you to do, then if your location is on, one girl told me that somebody was on their way to find her. Oh so in gaming too, yeah, you know, it's Anywhere when you can talk to somebody else, that right there is an open door. Yeah, yeah. I was, I've told you the story about how when my son was like eight and his little buddy, same age, was over. And I mean, I was naive to all this. And his friend had his little tablet and was playing like super cute, innocent game. They like build things, whatever. And I just, something in me was like, hmm, I wonder if there's a chat on there, like a little chat room or whatever. So I checked. And sure enough, his little buddy was sitting there chatting with, we don't know who, it was just some other, quote, player, but it could have been, you know, 60-year-old guy or whatever, and and the other player was, you know, oh, what's your name? And he answered, how old are you? Eight. Where do you live? Oregon. Like, and I caught it in time, like, there was no address given or anything, but it was just, I mean, sent chills up and down my spine, for sure. Yeah, but that's and they exactly don't know. what they do. It's yeah. just, oh, what's your name? Well, this, like it's a, you know, yeah, a nice friends. combo. And the kids think it's another kid on the other end. Right. Because they are so innocent. And why wouldn't you? We're playing a building game, you know? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what they target. Yeah. It's, yeah. Can't be too careful. So in light of all of that, what kind of advice would you give to parents nowadays who are kind of trying to navigate all this, give their kids some freedom, let them have some fun, but also like make sure yes. they're being safe. Right. So first of all, just it's, there's so much that we could talk about. There's so many different ways and avenues, and that's why it's good to educate yourself, come to trainings, but most importantly, breathe. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't, you know, there's so many rabbit holes too that we can go down but just breathe be grateful that you're hearing this that you are becoming more aware and now okay today I can change something okay today what can I do moving forward you can't beat yourself up for anything in the past or that you didn't know or that you were naive to hello me 
Um, so, okay, so we have today. So I'm going to do some more research. I'm gonna look into things. There are apps out there too um, that can help monitor things on your phone, on your kid's phone. Take the phones and the technology away at night. Put it in your room, put it somewhere else where yes, it's charging overnight. But, you know, think about having their phone in their bedroom at night. That's like leaving your front door wide open, too. So um, just, okay, so we're going to learn more. We're going to, you know, talk to other people. We're going to share a post and just take little steps. But don't, you know, don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Give your children freedom. But check their phone. Check their history. And yes, kids are good at hiding things and things like that. So build that relationship and that communication with them and say, you know, and never go to them in a, um, you know, like you're going to confront them with something. Just say, oh, hey, I saw this new app. Why don't you tell me about it? See what they know. Can they show you? Can they tell you? Oh, well, let me see it on your phone. Oh, you already have it. Um, just little things like that. Just engage and talk to your kids. So watch their eye contact too. Yeah, <laughs> and their body language. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, definitely don't be overwhelmed. Just okay. Here we go today, and one thing we're gonna do different than we didn't do yesterday. Yes, I think that's so huge. Like not coming at them like with this accusatory stance, you know? Because right. I, my son's fifteen, and I've tried very hard to like not do that because you always want to keep those doors of communication yeah. open as much as possible which it gets harder when they're 15 but you know <laughs> yeah so it's, that's I really think about too how the trafficker does it I mean yes. they're nice and they talk and listen listen yes. and you know just just be there and so listen true. slow down yeah. I, I'm going to that one too. <laughs> Slow well, down. That's why when you said breathe, it's so important, like in many different aspects, breathe, like don't stress out and freak out, but also breathe and like take a minute and decide how you're going to approach this before just going in like a tornado and then making them go, I'm not talking to you. So. Right. Exactly. And then they totally shut down and yeah. that's not good either. So. No, at all. So yes. you guys, so once purpose is in Eugene, Oregon, do you have to be in Oregon or in Eugene in order to connect and get involved somehow? Good news. No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> like I just talked to someone today in New York saying, how can I be a part? What can I do? So um, first and foremost, if you pray, please pray against the gates of hell. Pray for those enslaved and yes. trafficking, pray a way of escape, pray if you wake up in the middle of the night, just if you don't even know what to pray, just, you know, say, I'm praying for those enslaved in trafficking, that you'll give them a way of escape, yes. send somebody anything, there's no right or wrong way, so that is huge, um, attend a training, we have those once every three months, check us out on social media, um, reshare a post and not just us any organization that is you know survivor-led out here telling the real raw honest truth you know and yes everybody a lot of people to everybody a lot of people like statistics too but don't get caught up on statistics because that's just what's reported so right. think about what all goes unreported and under the radar so um you know you can join us or start something in your own community going and holding a sign 
um, and you're like, okay, wait, I'm going to, I want to rescue somebody. I want to help somebody. Well, survivors have told us that holding a sign is so powerful. It's more powerful than you think. So if you're standing out there, you may be detouring a John, someone that is going, that's paying for sex. You may scare him, scare him. You know, he may be convicted and be like, oh, I know what I, you know, I'm here to do. And he'll turn around. So you may save a victim from that one day, that one, um, that one incident. And then also the traffickers, there may be, you know, people out here holding signs and be like, oh, they know about this, you know, they're shining a light on it. And then they feel convicted and they, you know, so just bringing more awareness, shining a light. And, you know, if you have um, the capacity to give, give, because it takes funding and resources to be able to do these things, to be able to do outreach, to be able to do education, to be able to help more survivors, to be able to um, facilitate and run a safe home. So if you can do that, that's amazing too, but don't get overwhelmed. You know, like I said, prayer, that's, you know, start there. That's, that's huge. Every little thing helps. I mean, and they're like, I really feel like that is such good advice and that to even just dip your toe in and then you'll feel led to do other things. Like we just did the, you know, taking, painting rocks and dispersing them around. Um, so if you're in Eugene or Albany or really up and down the I-5 corridor and you can, you might find some rocks <laughs> and on the back, it has a one's purpose sticker. Um, so those are little ways to spread awareness and joy also. But um, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, taking the whole big thing at one time. It's just like little bites at a time. And with the whole funding thing, I just have to say, I don't think people ever really understand like websites take money, <laughs> like t-shirts and like, you know, speaking events and all these things. Like there are so many teeny tiny little things that add up and in order to really grow, it's huge. It's huge. So yeah. absolutely every little bit counts. Yes. And, you know, make it fun too. grab your family and friends and, you know, you don't have to buy sign. Well, I mean, you make the signs at home, but it doesn't have to be anything professional. It just has to be you speaking out, you sharing a post, you going out there and like you said, dipping your toe in and then see, you know, what happens from there. And if you don't have anything in your area, then let us know and we'll do whatever we can to come alongside and help. You know, the more awareness, the more talking, the more light shining on this darkness yeah we need we need everybody's help <laughs> yes and speaking of that just really quick so the trainings happen either in person or on zoom so currently they've been on zoom just so people if somebody is in like california yes. or new york or whatever like that's how it's been happening through covid which has been kind of a blessing because there have been people from random places that wouldn't have been able to join otherwise so um yeah there's so, I encourage everybody to take part because, you know, I had already like started to kind of get to know more about all the things having to do with sex trafficking. And then I attended one and I was like, well, <laughs> there's a lot more to it. <laughs> so it's super informative. And there is so much and it is, it's a lot. It's a lot of layers and it's a deep, dark web and it has its own language and just so many so many things we go over in the training, which, which is, it is a really in-depth good training. So, definitely. <laughs> so thank you 
for your time. And I really want to make sure people know how to get in touch, how to like follow one's purpose and how to get in touch and follow what's going on in case there's anything they can jump into. So where can, where can they find you? On the website, onespurpose.com, O-N-E-S, purpose.com, or Facebook, One's Purpose, or Instagram, One's underscore purpose. And yeah, like I said, even just resharing a post, um, going back through and seeing things that have been posted about, um, I've talked about grooming, trauma bonding, um, tricks, John's, you know, kind of an overview um, and things. So just... Now, if you have any questions, let us know. If you want more information on a topic, we'll be more than happy to, you know, share that with you. It's just, there's so much. <laughs> so Absolutely. Well, I think um, it's thank awesome. Thank you for having me and supporting and just using your platform to reach more people that I know we all have. And this is another thing. We all have our own sphere of influence too. So it's one person, you know, <laughs> Can change the world and if we at one's purpose change the life of just one person then we're successful that's what it's about absolutely just that one person so thank amen. you amen <laughs> oh it's been an honor and a privilege and like i said i've met amazing people yourself included in that but it's yeah people are always searching for ways to like you know have more meaning in their life and have more purpose like no pun intended and Sometimes it's right there and you have to like be willing to step out. So I appreciate the opportunity. It's been awesome. Well, and you've brought so many gifts too with helping educate survivors on health and wellness and, you know, working out and so many things. It's like, we all have so many different gifts and you got to think about it too. Like these young women who have been trafficked, they might not know, and this is a lot, but they some don't know how to take care of themselves the you know the cycle that time of the month you know things like that um so if you're a nurse if you're a doctor a lawyer I mean whatever those gifts are important to this as well so yes it, that's yeah that's a really good point you know we take so much for granted and you know the where I come from um, my perspective in helping is that like trauma isn't just a one and done. It's like something that leaves a mark on you and then you have to deal with that. And so like taking care of yourself, like I, I don't really like the term self-care, but well, you know, self-care, everybody knows what it means, but it's like so important because you're still carrying those wounds and trying to deal with real life after that. So it's hard, like people forget. And, you know, when you've had that trauma, they, they don't necessarily know how to do it, you know? So it's, something providing them a way to like help themselves a little bit to be able to like deal with life so healing from the inside out <laughs> yes amen Important. yes so All thank right. you for everything thank you and we will be having you on more there's so much we could dive into so yes all right Yay, i'm excited so, thank you yes and real quick you can find me at, uh, well, I've changed, I'm changing my business name. So it's now thatvibrantlife.com, Facebook Health with Jess, Instagram Health with Jessica. And then my podcast is sponsored by my family owned and operated meat business, pasture raised pork and chicken, grass fed beef. We're in Oregon, but we ship to many different states. And you can find us at oregonvalleyfarm.com or Facebook Oregon Valley Farm. Instagram, Oregon Valley Farm.
Thank you so much for joining us.